हेलो हाय देर वेलकम टू दिंग वॉइस पॉडकास्ट सीरीज दिंग वॉइस फॉर ए बेटर फ्यूचर दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू हेल्प प्रोफेशनल स्टूडेंट्स आई टी एम्प्लॉज एंड एंटरप्रीनियर्स टू शेप देयर कैरियर्स डियर लिसनर्स इन एवरी एपिसोड वी इंटरेक्ट विद इंडस्ट्री एक्सपर्ट और लीडर्स और कोचेस और अकेडमिशियंस एक्रॉस द ग्लोब टू ड्राइव सम इनसाइटफुल कॉन्वर्जेशन दैट विल हेल्प अवर ऑडियंस लर्न ग्रेट थिंग्स Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen, and with my co-host Sudhakar. So, folks, the entire planet is experiencing some form or other of turmoil, and the recent COVID-19 pandemic has affected all of us in different ways, either emotionally, physically, or even spiritually, leaving many of us feeling constantly frustrated, anxious, and fatigued. on many levels stress has surged into our lives and whether it is here to stay or not how to manage stress is a choice we can all make so today we are going to discuss this very important topic stress to serenity and we are pleased to welcome umita to our show global well being and oneness have now become umita gaekwad's personal mission and she believes that this can happen only as each and every one of us reconnect and align to our authentic powerful true selves and become whole once again self awareness personal transformation and wellness are the keys to unlocking harnessing and experiencing true potential happiness and limitless power as discovered by omita she has traversed and crusaded through varied people she has traversed and crusaded through varied periods of adversity such as divorce depression anxiety loss death burnout and cancer twice as a single mother professionally omita has held many management leadership and consultancy roles across different sectors and has been evolving as a powerful change agent for over 5 years now having awakened through her exhilarating journey of self transformation omita has merged and blended her professional skills and life experience and embraced her life calling as a holistic transformation coach and founded pure transformation coaching pretty soon we will see omita as an award winning author omita welcome to our show Thank you very much for the opportunity to both of you. Um and I just like to say um hats to you kudos to this wonderful effort that you are pushing out there for all this wonderful audience. Thank you Omita. Let's get started. As a transformation coach, how do you define stress? So, stress can be perceived as either something good or something bad, something negative or something positive, and it all comes down to our individual perception of what and and how we feel stress is affecting our lives. I think one way from my understanding of how to describe stress is that it is a change or an alteration that is happening either in our current circumstances or current routine that sparks either a physical, emotional or mental response. So basically any kind of sort of alteration, you know, to what's normally going on in our current day or life that sparks either a physical, emotional or mental response. So that's how I would like to 
sort of define stress on the broader sense. But like I said, it can be stress can be either positive or negative depending on our mindset at the time and how we choose to embrace the stress, the perceived stressful situation. Like I'll give you an example. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure some of our audience are either doing exams, have done exams, have had deadlines. And um, sometimes I needed a good deadline or I wanted a good deadline and I would leave things more towards the end so that I not stressed myself out, but built some positive momentum to, you know, push myself, isn't it, to complete my piece of work. So that was how I, I decided to make that stress into a positive experience for myself. But obviously there are some experiences which are out of our control. And again, it's our mindset as to how we choose to respond to that. We hear this word stress in various contexts and connotations like you mentioned. What are some of the triggers for this stress? Okay, so um, in order to know what the triggers are, ideally you want to know, am I experiencing some kind of stress? So it's important to have awareness of what does stress kind of feel like in our body, in our thoughts and in our emotions. Um, Stress can have both a psychological and physiological impact. So it can affect our body, it can affect how we think, you know, and it can obviously affect our emotions and our mood, etc. Stress can actually, on the physical level, affect pretty much every organ in every aspect of the body from top to toe, right through from the cranial, the brain area where, you know, it can affect our mood, give it, create irritability, anxiety, can lead towards depression. Um, and then when we move down our body, we look at what stress can do. It, it releases the hormone cortisol, which speeds up and sort of um, really sort of affects a lot of the key organs, giving us increased palpitations and heart rates, which could lead to a lot of cardiological issues. It can affect our digestion. It can affect our immune immune system and also our bones and our and our, you know our, our joints etc so i've just given you a a really quick whiz stop sort of highlight of some of the physical things that can happen and like i said mood we can feel low we can feel aggressive we can feel irritated we can feel sad you know these are just some of the symptoms of stress so i suppose once you have that awareness so if you think i've got some of these symptoms and i think i may be stressed what could be triggering it so some of the triggers are is actually one is our environment when we talk about environment this could be the actual environment outside externally so the weather Sometimes, I mean, you you know, you can have hot weather, which is extreme, that can stress our body out because our body is at certain parts having to work harder. Um, It could be cold weather. There could be air pollution. So these are some external factors in the environment. But our environment also incorporates our home environment, our work environment. People can also be triggers. If there's a toxic situation or at the moment, you know, because of this pandemic, many of us are working from home. So we're constantly in close proximity with the same people. This could even be, you know, stressing us out. So these are, again, just some brief examples. It's you sort of becoming mindful that when I am doing this activity, either in this place or with this person, etc., this is feeling like a trigger. Thought patterns. Are we having some repetitive thought patterns which are also triggering a bit of stress and anxiety and I think most importantly life-changing conditions. The pandemic has been a huge stress contributor to many people. I went through cancer during COVID and I know we're going to talk about that a bit later so that's just a quick whiz stop again of some of the triggers in helping us identify what is making us feel stressed. 
So, in your opinion, stress could be because of climate or the weather, because of personal situations, because of, uh, say, pandemic kind of situation, because of professional situations. So, there are so many different factors which are going to... I uh, forgot to mention, sorry, biological. So, even the food, you know, what we eat and drink can also bring mm-hmm. toxicity into the body and can also trigger stress. So, sorry, um, Naveen, I just interrupted you there. <laughs> no, absolutely fine. So, because we wanted to cover this uh, topic in detail. Yeah. And now that we have covered the triggers of stress, right? Yeah. Many a times people don't realize that they are undergoing stress. So which means they are having some challenge in identifying the stress. Because right. in case if we could identify this beforehand, yeah. probably we will be able to manage it differently and manage it effectively. What are the challenges that you see in identifying the stress? See, that's a really interesting question. So one, you know, I think we could all agree is just lack of awareness, isn't it? That sometimes we can go on, say, I don't know, like you said, maybe somebody has been having digestion problems and they're just so focused on just getting through their work and getting through their day and that they suddenly realize they're having problems inside their stomach or whatever it is, but they're just not paying attention to what the body is saying to them, you know, and the symptoms, they're just sort of thinking, it's okay, I'll just get on with it. Now, when individuals are doing that, for me, I found, and this correlated to my personal experience it comes down I find to self-worth that is a huge challenge in identifying stress because we need to honestly believe that we deserve to experience good health we need to believe that we're entitled to live each day stress-free I mean the world at the moment and the access to the the plethora of information that we're having access to because of the world wide web we are constantly almost like being shown that it stress is, is normal now in life isn't it we've normalized stress as part of of good living. Um, so I think it's really important that people not only just become aware, but really sort of focus on their individual self-worth that I know I deserve to function in my day um, without stress and that I'm allowed to make adjustments, um, you know, to change my day so that I experience less stress. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Omita, now talking about the second part of our conversation, that is the serenity. So what exactly is serenity? You know, again, each of us will have our own understanding of this. What serenity in my perspective is and a common definition is basically serenity is the absence of stress and anxiety. (laughs) So it's the opposite to what stress feels like. And again, it's an individualized experience. So when you hear the word something is serene, when you think of serenity, I think it's most natural for us to, to think that we're talking about calmness and tranquility and peace. But again, that can look and feel different to different individuals. Some people can actually feel calm whilst they're doing something. So you may know, you know, sometimes when people go cycling or they go rowing or they're doing some artwork, they may be doing something. It's not a state of not being busy or not doing something, but it is a state of inner peace and calmness where there is no force, there's no emotional pressure, there's no physical pressure uh, whilst you're doing whatever you're doing. So for some, serenity is stillness. You know, you literally, your body is completely still. And for some, serenity is doing something that just makes you feel good. So that's a very sort of broad definition of serenity. I'd love to know, what do you think, uh, Naveen and Sudhakar? What, what would you say serenity feels like to you? Yeah, the calmness that you touched upon, Omita, for sure. Because once you are calm, uh, you know, that keeps you grounded and that keeps you quiet so that you can be in a receptive mode and you can transfer something as well. So that is the tranquil, serenity mode for me. Now that which is good. What about you, Navin? 
yeah in my opinion it's about being mindful and being present without caring or without worrying about what what has happened and at the same time not thinking too much about what is going to happen See that's a wonderful interpretation and that sort of relates to the stress part of it. It's you're not holding on to like you said what has happened and you're not concerned about the outcome. You're just completely focused in the now. And just going back to that question, what is serenity? Believe it or not, a lot of people will ask this question. So what does serenity feel like? Because I don't know the last time I felt good. I don't know the last time I actually felt relaxed. So to many serenity is quite a, quite a foreign experience and i think this is why times like this now it, there's again there's a lot of information about how we can relax you know health and well-being is becoming a priority across the globe but yeah it's it's important to discover you know what does my feeling good feel like today you know how can i sort of be become more present in my current moment so yeah i hope that answers the question it does absolutely now that yes. we know about serenity we all want to get into that state right <laughs> <laughs> so how can we tap into that state of serenity Okay so again a little bit i touched on so this is a very individual experience we can't specifically state that serenity is calmness because to some individual they might feel that calmness isn't what i want to experience that's not what makes me feel good and that person is entitled to it but when we say we want to look at serenity as in like from minimizing stress so look at minimizing physical stress minimizing emotional tension basically there are a number of personal rituals and techniques and activities that we can embark upon that will enable us to become more relaxed. Now the word I'd like to highlight is relax. Relaxation is a key contributor to accessing a state of becoming more serene. And again, each of us have many different ways of relaxing. Now, this is where it becomes interesting. For some people, literally to relax, they say, "Oh, I've done my day. I've done whatever it is. I'm going to go and sit and watch some TV and I'm relaxing." So they may feel that their physical body is not doing anything, but their mind is obviously still engaged, isn't it, as to what they're watching and it depends what they're watching. is that aggravating their mental state their emotional state so i want the individual suits either tend to sort of say i'm going to sit down and just switch off my body but i'm going to take my mind and divert it to something else i want to ask are you really relaxing you know are yes your body might not be doing anything but are you giving yourself mental respite so um for individuals such as that maybe you want to divert your mental attention as well there are so many ways we can do this creative expression creativity is a wonderful broad topic that helps us you know with emotional release and creativity covers so many things cooking is creativity writing doodling artwork um journaling you know journaling has got a huge impact on helping us release our emotions etc and sport physical activity I, i do a lot of yoga etc when you'd have certain physical activities you find that that actually helps you relax mentally and physically we can also bring in like i mentioned a bit about nutrition and food we can become more mindful of the foods that we are eating so certain foods actually might encourage more calmness within ourselves certain foods are more stimulants you know that make us a little bit more heightened can encourage anxiety so some things that we can do is we can focus on movement so moving our body that helps oxygen to you know circulate well and it helps our body feel a sense of consistency depending on what the physical exercise is ideally i'm not going to say you don't want to do something that's aggressive in terms of of physical activity or sport it's better to move than to not move but again you want to become mindful that when you are doing your choice of movement or physical activity 
is it actually making you feel good and are you feeling relaxed as i've mentioned journaling you know if you're if you're somebody who doesn't think that you're doing any creative activity again believe it or not you are most of us are preparing food most of us are writing things down sometimes instead of writing lists of what we need to get done write a few sentences of how you're feeling you know journaling again is so powerful in terms of enabling the brain to release our emotions and a one particular um, factor i think that i'll highlight when it comes to tapping into serenity is gratitude gratitude has immense psychological physical effects on us it can help it's almost like it's a, a drug that actually diffuses and dilutes stress and allows us to tap into good feeling moods so gratitude saying words out loud just feeling grateful for within yourself for what you have or again you can write out your expressions of gratitude in a journal or a journaling book so they're just again some examples of what you could do to tap into serenity so moving your body being mindful of your food journaling focusing on gratitude what we do have as opposed to what we don't sleep is also another big factor so giving our body the rest that the body need you know that each of the organs need to restore themselves so that the inside of our body is not stressed out and nature nature is a phenomenal stress reliever because of the visual the visual stimulations that we get by nature through you know looking at beautiful aspects that we see and breathing in fresh air so i know it might be difficult for those living in you know cities where the pollution levels are quite high but if you are able to escape to some form of nature with cleaner air and breathing that oxygen in is really really powerful so again a bit of a whiz step but that's just some suggestions as to how we can move towards a serene state really the pearls of wisdom from experience is how i would put this omita because <laughs> <laughs> the you know one key thing that we always take it for granted is that gratitude aspect and i like the way you mentioned how that gratitude put those grateful words put them in journal or express them in person these are very very important especially in these uh, unprecedented pandemic type of situations because you, even your interactions has become so virtual that we are not able to have these in person conversations yeah absolutely and you know what i think it would be nice maybe i i didn't mention it but before we move on to any other questions is we can actually just share a very very simple completely accessible little technique that everybody can do if they feel they're feeling stressed to immediately help the body relax and it relates to breath work so our breath has a huge impact on our body's physical you know response to stress um one very easy way to sort of help trigger what's called our parasympathetic nervous system so it's the part of our nervous system which sends the signals to the brain to say okay it's we can relax you know it's almost like it reassures us is like i said through our breathing if we are able to focus on our breath and basically when we breathe in if we're able to cr- count um to 4 but when we breathe out we become more conscious that the exhale is longer so the tip is breathe in for 4 and breathe out for 6 if you're able to do so but if for those who are comfortable with the longer exhale breathe in for 4 and breathe out for 8 so that's just a very very practical tip that anybody listening can do it's free it's accessible and it won't take a lot of time <laughs> definitely it won't take lot of time it just needs some of our focus and attention to take care of our own health absolutely 
So Amita, on the topic of being healthy, you have defeated cancer twice. How did you overcome the stress of getting the treatment? It is very taxing both mentally and physically, right? It's very taxing. Yes. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm very incredibly blessed and fortunate that I have recently over the last 18 months so during the covid pandemic i had become aware that you know i my cancer has come back after 20 years so i had cancer first when i was 21 and then i was living with you know managing my health etc and what not and for whatever reasons you know the cancer decided to present itself again and being a single mom i've been a single mom for 14 years when i found out this time that my cancer had come back i think i don't know if either of you guys are parents or if, you know what the listeners are out there but my only concern or like you said focus upon any set if it was a feeling of stress is what's going to happen to my child now the difference is when i was 21 i was not someone who has trained and evolved as a coach i was not as self aware when i was 20 as opposed to how i am now i had not equipped myself with certain knowledge and tools and techniques which enabled me to respond to my recurrence i think as positively as possible but basically in the last 18 months when i went through my recurrence of cancer i had to go in for surgery twice and treatment etc my most recent surgery was in october when the covid pandemic you know was pretty much in full force and it was a really big operation and you know what and like you said i could have and i had to leave my daughter alone for the first time for the time duration that i was going to go into surgery because of covid we're obviously you know of social distancing and isolating we don't have any family in the city that we both live in so we had to make a conscious decision and i had a conversation with my daughter and she's a teenager she's a young teenager I said to her okay we both agree that every day is an opportunity to learn and grow and we can choose how we want to take this situation so this is a mom having a conversation with a 14 year old and what was informing that conversation was our mindset and we chose the mindset that basically only good things can happen and whatever needs to take place needs to take place but we allow ourselves to grow through this so i think my biggest point in saying what enabled me and my daughter to go through surgeries and treatment and recovery during a pandemic was down to my mind set i had it was refreshing for me to actually see um that the tools and the transformation work that i'd done on myself had as actually enabled me to accept such a situation with ease and again i'm going to touch on that part of gratitude i just completely allow gratitude to def, you know filter itself throughout my entire day each day i i focused on what is working first of all i had access to um healthcare i was fortunate enough to have identified that the cancer was there before it had gone to a serious state i was fortunate enough to be able to access my surgery during the covid pandemic i was blessed to have a child to know i can come out too so it was my perception of the whole situation that gave me the inner strength and allowed me to sort of not let the stress fuse into my body or affect me in a negative way if anything it it just it again it momentized me to have even more gratitude and to sort of like you said take this message out there and it's inspired me to come and talk to guys like yourself <laughs> to say that things will happen in life you know this is just the, the journey is such but it is down to our individual choice as to how we want to embrace every moment absolutely and umita i love your energy though you have one hokal cord and still so energetic and so powerful so what is your motivation 
yeah, one vocal cord. I mean, it is, it's just a miracle that I'm able to talk here and participate in this podcast. Like I mentioned in my last, and answer to the last question, the type of cancer I've had is thyroid cancer, which is in the neck area of the body. So every time you have sort of surgery around the neck, when you have neck dissections, there's a huge risk. You know, there's other risks, standard risks of surgery, excessive bleeding and all this, but there's also a huge risk that you would lose your voice. 20 years ago, I didn't lose my voice. And then when I had two surgeries last year in December 2019, when I came out of that, I still had my voice. But ironically, you're right, Naveen, to point out, prior to having my surgery in October, the consultant actually said to me when he had a look down my throat with a small micro camera, he said, Omita, do you realize that only one of your vocal cords is working? I said, no, I didn't. I says, you know, I haven't felt any difference in the sound of my voice or, or anything like that. He said, is this even possible? He says, well, miraculously, you know, your left vocal com- cord is compensating for the other one. I was so bowled over. I mean, I just took that as, wow. I said, you know what? Something or someone in this universe really wants me to have this voice for a greater purpose, you know, for the greater good. And I fortunately came out of my last surgery, a huge operation, and I'm still here. So do you know what? How could I not have energy? How could I not just wake up with just, honestly, I just wake up with such a feeling of blessings that one, I'm here, one, I'm breathing, but miraculously, I'm still able to speak. So again, it comes down to, I call it gorgeous gratitude. Gratitude just honestly, it can take you to heightened levels. It it is like a, it's it's a very, very addictive drug. And I think when you, when you really play around with gratitude and embrace it, it, you just don't want to pick any other way of living life. So my motivation is the fact that I'm here and that every day is there to be experienced. And if my journey and my knowledge and experiences can uplift even one other, then it's a life with even more purpose fantastic and uh, i couldn't control to ask this question actually i <laughs> love your positivity okay and definitely this is going on. so one final question for this session what is your one piece of advice to those planning to stay positive in distress and tough times so we would like to hear from someone who has won many battles be it on the relation front be it on the health front psychologically financially and everything so definitely would like to hear from you was interesting if you look at your question you feel what is your one piece of advice to those planning to stay positive which means you're talking to those people who've made a choice to be positive so the first advice is please keep doing it want to be positive have that desire that you know positivity is an experience you are entitled to you know it life is honestly a gift it's there to be open it's like if, if you say the word present if we talk about our present it even refers to like a gift you know open each day up you know, open the ribbon and enjoy whatever each day in life throws your way. You know, if it will be up and down, we pay money, don't we, to go to theme parks? <laughs> you know, we go, to, we want to go, we go because we want to experience the thrill. We watch movies that either, you know, intensify through their story or exhilarate us or frighten us. So we seek emotional, we seek to experience the emotional spectrum. So my advice is, stay positive, be joyful, have fun. And if anything, take the stress and the seriousness out of life. The more intense we make certain experiences, the the more we're going to experience it. So if you're completely, if you're feeling that you're having to churn through life, and this is something I personally feel and advocate even with my own child, you know, modern education and a lot of corporates, etc., 
you know, it's all about mass production, isn't it? Everybody's got a schedule, everybody's got a deadline, everybody's got a goal. And there's always going to be someone out there telling you who you should be or what you should be doing. The advice is you are unique in this world. You have your own blueprint, which has been gifted to you. And nobody will go through what you're going to go through. And nobody can give the world what you can give to the world. So love yourself, live with a heart filled with gratitude and just enjoy every single moment. Wow, Amita, it is an amazing experience to talk to you about this topic of stress to serenity. Thank you for sharing your wonderful personal experiences. I'm sure our audience are going to love this conversation. We really appreciate you taking time for us today. Thank you so much. And likewise, thank you to both of you for giving me the opportunity to share and experience my voice <laughs> with everybody. Thanks again. Thanks for all the wonderful stuff and it's a privilege to host you Amita. All right, so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about www. It stands for World Wide Web. And folks, here is an interesting question. Do you know who invented www? I'm just wondering in case if www the World Wide Web did not exist, what would have been our situation in this pandemic times? Anyways, I'm glad that Mr. Tim Berners-Lee has invented this way back in 1989 and there are a lot of advancement that have happened and because of which technology has fast forwarded and made our lives easy. And to talk a little bit about Tim Berners-Lee, he's a British computer scientist and he's the one who invented the World Wide Web in the year 1989. So kudos to him. We need to be ever grateful to him for inventing this technology because of which our lives have become very very easy. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye bye. So we are signing off for today. 